Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. That was way. That was too much of an introduction. <laughs> Quite the introduction, that. especially the football part. We're really pleased, <laughs> other than the fact that I'm a Cal guy and we tend to lose to UCLA. So, um, great to have you on. And uh, Scott, 
Um, I had a chance a couple of weeks ago, actually, to visit your uh, new facility in Jacksonville, Florida. I was extremely impressed by what I saw and thought, man, if we could talk to people on the show, I think they'd have some interesting things to tell us. So I'm really glad you're able to join us today. I would definitely appreciate that. Absolutely. My pleasure. Little... Oh, thanks. Can you give me some background on where gen- the genesis for Alignment Healthcare, sort of where it came from, and the, and the basic things you're focusing on right now? Sure, sure. So... Um, the genesis of alignment really starts back in 1993, a long time ago, with Dr. Don Furman and a group of other physicians um, up in Whittier, California, that um, were, not, were frustrated and not happy with the, the, what is even current today, the fee-for-service paradigm of healthcare. And they thought their way through uh, coming up with a new paradigm, a value-based paradigm. And uh, through that, they increased patients' quality and outcomes and reduced the cost. Um, that revolutionary work back in 1993 has progressed today, and Dr. Furman is, is even with us today as um, our chief innovation officer. And uh, sitting at the helm of that initiative, um, and we really are kind of the spear tip um, of transformation to value-based healthcare. Uh, so, so I think probably one of the most important questions is, you know, why we are, why alignment? And at alignment, we believe um, that it is our calling to measurably improve health care in this country by addressing population health equity to the cohorts of the population that are the most at risk. Um, and I think there's, if I, I guess if I put it, Succinctly, there are two phases of alignment. The first phase is um, the for-profit phase, and, it, and that phase is that we believe that through our innovative model, we can significantly improve our members' health. And we can also reduce the $1.2 trillion of waste the federal government has identified in the system. Second, in the second phase of alignment, is we feel it is our social responsibility to try to provide population health to those in the greatest need by achieving health equity to the poor and homeless in this country. And that led us to, um, that led us to, to utilize our platform of for-profit in, the, in, in treating the chronically ill senior in this country and parlay that into um, helping to treat the poor and homeless in this country as well. So we have a for-profit side and a not-for-profit side. So on the for-profit side, you have these clinics that you talked about that are targeted towards seniors looking at doing population health and value-based models. Can you talk a little about how those clinics are set up, structured, services offered through them? Sure. So let's back up a little bit and let's let's kind of go through the structure of what alignment does when we move into a market, much like you saw in Jacksonville. So we'll come into a market, and uh, what we offer is completely foreign to anything else in in the uh, in in the local community and in that marketplace. And when we come in, we create, hence the name alignment. We create alignment and partnerships with the, a healthcare provider in, in the um, in the area, hospital, the physicians, the PCPs in the local area, and 
um, one of the payers in the area. And that triad um, gives us the opportunity, with us sitting at the middle, to create a model of care that is completely unlike anything else that's been that's seen in the United States today. Um, it's focused around um, the cohort of that population, uh, that top 20% of that popula of the population that uses about 80% of the healthcare spend annually in the United States. Uh, let me. I think what I should probably do then, with that with that partnership in place, we then set out and we um, launch our model of care. And our model of care starts with, as you just brought up and as you saw in Jacksonville, our care centers. Um, and our care centers are meant to house our clinicians um, as they care for our members, which are derived through um, the relationship with the payer in each market that payer will come out with a alignment HMO high-value closed network product that, um, that the members love, uh, the seniors love, because it's uh, zero copay, zero premium in many cases, um, very rich benefits, and um, it is an entire, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like concierge medicine for the chronically ill senior. Um, we take care of all of their medical needs and we become their personal health coach. Um, so, does your that, clinic ex accept? Does your clinic accept only chronically ill patients, or is it seniors through a contract plan? The, our clinics accept only the seniors that sign up for our Medicare Advantage uh, plan in that marketplace. Right, and then you're going at risk on the payer side. Is that correct? We are going at risk on the payer side. In California, California is the exception. In California, we are the, the payer. We are the health plan. Um, Alignment Health Plan is a MA plan in California. Outside of California, we team up with, uh, with health plans all across the country and create those relationships exclusively, and they come out with a alignment plan. Excellent. And that's why in Jacksonville you've got the relationship with Guidewell Florida Blue on the plan side, and then you have St. Vincent's Health System, I believe, on the provider side. So does that, is that where you look for your specialists and hospital network? Yes, absolutely. Primarily Saint, in, in each one, the hospital system that we are aligned with, we will utilize their physicians, their PCPs, their physicians, their specialists, and we go outside in the local community. And, um, you know, after... And I guess I, what I should do is explain our model of care um, with the backbone of the care center that houses that model of care and then explain the relationship between the physicians and ourselves. So let me start with kind of giving you what our model of care is. And our model of care is unlike anything like I just said. It's very proactive, integrated care that's coordinated across sites and disciplines, and it's all enveloped by a very robust IT struct platform. Now let me unpack that a little bit for you. Proactive, we're not reactive medicine, which manages care by the sickest body part. We are all about proactive medicine, keeping the member as healthy as they can possibly be. Um, we, try to be we try to be as um, intuitive and as aggressive in that, in that care management as we possibly can be. Um, we integrate the care across sites which means that 
our clinician housed in our care center, which call we call him an extensivist, um, sees our patients in the care center, and then as that chronically ill patient has a um, acute episode, and sometimes has to go in the hospital, although our goal is to keep them out of the hospital, has to go in the hospital. Our extensivist rotates into the hospital and becomes their their hospitalist for our patients only and coordinates their care through that stay in the hospital. Upon discharge, that extensivist then coordinates, and our staff then coordinates the care post-discharge, and we continue to manage that care, whether it be at skilled nursing, rehab, assisted living, or back in their homes. And then they rotate back into the care center for that continual management. So it's a very integrated, very full-circle, holistic model of care. Wow. What sort of additional services do you have through the clinic, obviously, to coordinate that care? Are you bringing in other staff, care managers, or things like that as part of the team? Yes, yes. We have um, MAs. We have um, uh, physician's assistants, nurse practitioners. We have um, social workers. We have, um, we have just a whole cohort of, uh, of support for each of those members. Um, the... The unique things that we do within the clinic that you may not see in other models of care is through our IT platform, we're able to offer them um, an entire at-home monitoring system, um, which includes a live tablet, um, weight scale, blood pressure cuff, um, blood glucose, um, heart rate. And what that does is it allows us to monitor proactively and in real time uh, all the vital signs of our of our members while at home uh, and that then gets into the whole IT platform that we have built and that is housed here in Orange California we call it affectionately our command center and it reminds me of uh, NASA mission control in that it's a computer screen that's about 30 yards long and 10 feet high and it tracks actively real-time all of our patients nationwide and what we're able to do is if there is any change of condition whether it's picked up through um, one of the wireless at-home kits that we that we issue or whether it's picked up by a prescription that's issued that we didn't know about for example if a, if a patient goes in and um, and picks up a prescription for Parkinson's but had not been diagnosed with Parkinson's previously we know that real time because we're monitoring um, as part of our as part of our relationship with the health plans, part of our DOFR, we're, we're paying claims. So we get that claim data real time. We get those authorizations real time. We're able to see and track all those changing conditions. If there is a change in conditions, it raises a flag. It notifies our command center, and then we proactively address that condition uh, with the care center back in the local market. I can go into that a lot more, but... Uh, yeah, so a, a question that's really fascinating with this command center concept. So do you have, like, clinicians and nurses there that are watching this come through, and then you're reaching back out to the center, or, or is it information sent back to the center, you know, through the IT system that notifies them, or how does that work? Absolutely. We have, we have uh, clinicians that are here on site monitoring the command center, um, and... Uh, and if there is if there is a flag, let's let's say that um, you'd have to see our our wireless homeless monitoring kit. The tablet 
and every morning when it when the patient when the member wakes up it gives them a battery of questions and one of the questions is let's say that they've uh um, got CHF and uh and the patient steps on the scale and we notice that they've been on a trend of gaining weight well that's a flag to us that's a flagging condition that will go back to our command center in orange as well as flag um as flag the uh, care center locally We'll then follow up within the, the the tablet and ask a battery of other questions. Are you feeling okay? We will immediately get in, t in contact with that patient and um, in the attempt to head off any uh, acute episode that's that's forthcoming. Um, and we will get them into our care center to see us, see the cardiologist in that particular case as quickly as possible um, in order to as progressively and as actively as possible manage that care. Is that... It's, it reminds me sort of the alarm system monitoring companies. Is it sort of that into healthcare in essence? Uh, yes, but it's live, right? So, right. Let's say that there's a there's you know you'd have to see that the system to understand it completely. But there's a button on there that says you need to talk to a clinician immediately. You hit the button, and one of our nurse practitioners will 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 be on the screen. So, it really is a right. proactive telemedicine type of platform that is a constant monitoring as well as a portal to be able to interface with the patient uh, on a, on a real-time basis. Right. So it's pulling data in as well as any patient interaction, say they push the button that's, or they've got on the scale correct. something that's goes up. And, and you're correct. monitoring then individuals with heart failure and their weight or blood pressure, blood glucose, you know, blood sugar, right. et cetera, coming through. Right. So let me give you, I'll give you a couple more examples of things that we do in our care centers that are unique. And they are more holistic, more health-oriented than sick-oriented. So um, let's say that uh, we have a patient with diabetes, right? And so for our patients, we offer them uh, 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 podiatry. So they come in and they'll get, for lack of a better term, a pedicure um, once a month. What does that do for us? I mean, why would we do that? Well, we are able to, you know, obviously inspect their toes because if you have diabetes, the first place an abscess presents itself is at the extremity. So we're able to, and all of our nurses, the pedicure is done by a nurse practitioner that is wound care certified. So as soon as that's noticed, we treat it, and we uh, we cut short that progression of of that of that abscess. If in a normal condition that patient wouldn't be seen, the patient would wait till that abscess has gone gangrenous, goes to their, um, to their PCP. PCP says, this is too much for me. You've got to go to wound care. Wound care says, well, this is way beyond my, you know, way beyond being able to treat. You need to go back to the orthopedic surgeon. They get rotated back. By the time they get back to the orthopedic surgeon, the only option is amputation. Just by providing that, that upfront um, uh, treatment and that pedicure, we're able to cut amputation rates compared to Medicare averages by about 80%. So it's just innovative. We've got 100 different things that we do in the care center like that that are innovative, that are proactive, that keep our patients as, as healthy as they can possibly be. That's, that's really interesting, and you're getting into so many different areas. We can obviously yeah. take this all over Sorry the place. <laughs> um, no, it's, no, it's great because uh, I'm getting much better understanding, obviously, and I, as our audience, I think, too. So you, you've got this real-time monitoring, integrated technology. You've got your IT system and running this population health-based approach. 
you mentioned your results around amputations. What other results have you seen with the system you're running? Uh, well, just I'm going to give you some just some generalities because I don't have them right mm-hmm. in front of me. But if I, you know, I, I think the um, so our, you know, for us to be uh, economically viable, right? We have to keep our patients healthy because we're taking full risk. We're taking top dollar risk. So the healthier we keep our patients, uh, the more economically viable we are. So if we can keep the patients out of the hospital, that's a good thing. If we can cut their length of stay, that's a good thing. If we can, we can keep their readmission rates down, that's a good thing. So kind of on those three, in general terms on those three, mm-hmm. I think the national average, if I remember correctly, is about 300 per thousand on admit on hospital admits and Medicare. Our average is about, I think this last year we were trending at about 100, 170, 150 to 170. So we've cut that about in half. Um, our length of stays depends on the market, depends on the, you know, the frailty of the marketplace. But we're an average is six, I believe. I think we're at a four, three and a half or a four. Um, on, so let's say SNF length of stays. It's another. That's another one. I'm trying to remember. I think the I think the national average on SNF length of stays is 16, 17. I'm sorry, 26, 27 days, um, and I think we're about 16 days. Um, in in, re, in readmission rates, I, I can't remember. I don't know what the national average is on readmission rates, but we're down at you know between uh, 10 and 15 percent readmission rates. Excellent. Excellent. So your proactive model really is delivering uh, better results, and, and you're, you have to, in essence, because you are taking that top-dollar risk. In, in another area, you know, there's always been this question about technology, seniors. Well, you're right in the thick of it, and you're putting technology out into the senior market. Sort of a response. You there? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I lost you. Oh, so I asked the question, what sort of, you've got technology going into the seniors' homes. What uh-huh. sort of a response are you getting? A lot of people say, oh, the seniors, you know, they, they're not up to speed. You know, they won't accept technology. What are you seeing? Because you're directly using it in their homes with them. You know, what, I'm, what we're finding is that, well, there's two things. The first thing is that, you know, most seniors now have a cell phone. And so cell phone technology is pretty basic. This, this tech, our technology, the, 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 the um, iPad or the tablet technology is really no more difficult than that. The other thing is that the tablet itself walks them through a battery of questions that they answer every morning, yes, no, um, and if there's an issue, it drills down a little bit further. It's very intuitive. Um, the other thing is that, that seniors love to be communicated with whatever the median of that communication is. So we find that they actually enjoy doing it. It actually gives them an activity. Um, and if need be, they can actually get a live response in very short order. Um, and so they can actually talk to somebody. So it's, it's very, well, I guess my bottom line is it's, it's been very well um, received and uh, is, is, is the utilization rates are, are, are very, very good. So what have you learned about population health uh, since the company was founded, any surprises? Anything go better than expected? <laughs> well, when you're in the business of innovation and changing a uh, a behemoth like U.S. Medicare or Medi- Medicare or healthcare, um, I guess the the lesson learned is that 
things that the wheels move very slowly. And being at the spear tip of that innovation, and the, the as we affectionately call it here, the bleeding edge of innovation, it uh, it's adopted. It's 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 on all fronts. It's harder than we had you know than we would have expected for all of the entities to actually um, understand it and embrace it. It it isn't it isn't is isn't as simple as you know buying leaded or unleaded gas. I mean it's it's or premium or unleaded regular gas. It's just it's just a different animal. It's much more it, it, it's much more efficient. It's much it's quality oriented. It's value oriented. It's it's less expensive. But getting everybody to understand that and to believe you is, I think, the, is one of the biggest surprises. And do, how do you identify physicians who can practice in this type of a system? You know, we had discussions back in July with a number of primary care doctors and, or others in that space doing population health. Have you found any issues with that or certain things you look for to ensure success? The... Um, the physician piece is probably the most dynamic and it's probably the easiest uh, en- en- sold, engaged piece that we have. And that is because about 80% of the physician's um, frustration in their practice is because of their Medicare patient and the fact that it just takes longer to see a Medicare patient. They're older, they move slower, they have multiple morbidities, they have just they have multiple chronic issue problems. They just They just... It's just more. It's more of a drain on their practice to have to see the Medicare patient. We take that chronic disease management completely out of their, completely out of their practice. They still say stay at the PCP, um, and, but we are taking that that frustration and that load out of their practice, so they can either grow their practice, they can uh, take time off, they can do whatever they want to do, but. We make their practice a lot more uh, less congested than it previously was, because all we do is, cro- is chronic disease management. So we we've got that nailed. They they quickly understand that it is very sticky to physician. They get it. They embrace it, and uh, they actually will grow their Medicare population because they know that we're going to take care of them. Which in many places in the country, Medicare, as you know, Medicare is cl- the practices are closed to Medicare, uh, which is which is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, where does Alignment Healthcare go from here? Um, we we to continue to deploy our model across the country. As you just saw, we are deploying Florida. Um, we have we'll probably be in another three states this year. And really, it's been so well received, and so many people are are now understanding it that it's it's now we, we've got to get them to line up and say, okay, you know, this we'll get you as quickly as we can. But it's um, it, it's 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 pretty warming and rewarding to understand to see it now being coming more into a mainstream rather than that cutting edge innovation, being able to be more accepted. Uh, people can see the results. They they can see that they're they're stopping to they're stopping losing money. Um, in Medicare, and uh, and that's it's 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 a it's a very great th- it's a good thing. So we're we're continuing to spread across the country. And how many clinics do you have now? We have um, we have six in Florida now. We have uh, we have four 
in uh, in North Carolina, and we've got uh, two in California. Fantastic! It's uh, it's exciting to see the growth. And do you have certain targeted communities? Is it based on Medicare? Do you look at it based on reimbursement rates or pricing or quality indicators? How do you select communities? Yeah, pretty much all of the above. You know, it's it's population density, it's it's it's, it's benchmarks, it's um, it's uh, it's percentage. You know, you know what 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 does a particular market? How do they how do they embrace Medicare? Um, it's mm-hmm. need. It's need driven. Uh, so and then it's it's where are the opportunities too? I mean, are, is there somebody there that wants to be a partner and is reaching out to us and say, hey, look. We want you to come to. We want you to come to Florida. I said, okay, we'll go. Mm-hmm. That's great. I know we're coming up on the half hour here, and I really want to thank you for your time getting on. Um, any final do's or don'ts for people who may be looking to consider possibly working with you in the company? Um, yeah. Anybody that's thinking about trying to do uh, MA on their own. Is they, they take a lesson. It's, it's a it's a very it's a very difficult uh, proposition. A lot of people have tried and failed. We're one of the few that have actually figured it out and are successful at doing it. So um, I would say, give me a call and we can talk. Oh, that's fantastic. Thanks again. It was a really interesting model and really appreciate you coming on Pop Health Week this week. Absolutely, my pleasure. And there you have it. That will have to be the last word for today's broadcast. I want to thank our special guest, Scott Reed, co-founder and CEO of Alignment Healthcare, LLC, for his time and insights today. Interesting company in a very ripe space, one might say. Do follow Alignment Healthcare on Twitter via at Alignment Health and check them out on the web, www.alignmenthealthcare.com. Until we meet again. For Fred Goldstein, this is Greg Masters saying bye now. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.